Discussing the boys, uh, the boys episode four. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna let Nick, let Nick start off. Yes, in case you needed to, in case you needed a reminder, where the goddamn fucking spice go. <laughs> uh, uh, so I'm gonna let Nick take over because uh, Nick, you know, he hasn't given his thoughts on the first three episodes. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna let him talk about the first three episodes and then lead into the fourth episode. Uh, so Nick, what have been your thoughts on the boys season three so far? Hmm. So my thoughts on the boys season three. Every every time, e- even all the this, all all of, like the trailers, the teaser for it, I thought they looked kind of eh. But <clears throat> actually seeing the show, like from the jump of everything that I love about this show is back in spades in terms of how it does this biting social commentary and how it does uh, <clears throat> this uh, study of what what these characters are like uh, how how much I think this season more than uh, the last two they show that that as much as uh, butcher has good intentions he is just as corrupt and just as bad as the suits that he's fighting even to when he does take the temp V, he has the same powers as Homelander. And <clears throat> and how he's really no better. And how for like at least one episode, it was nice to see Huey get a win. At least in some way. Mm-hmm. Because the first episode starts, it's just him, you know, working for the FBSA, life is good, can openly date Starlight. And the soups are under control, at least for now. And then the reveal happens where uh, Victoria Newman, who's played by uh, Claudia Dumy, she is also a soup. And she is Stan Edgar's adopted daughter. Which, when I found that reveal, just seeing the look of heartbreak on Huey's face and that brokenness, goddamn Jack Quaid is incredible in this. Mm. Um, some of the new elements I like, I like the addition of of uh, the characters from Payback, like uh, you have Lori Holden as a as a, a Crimson Countess, you have a uh, Sean Patrick Holder, uh, Gunpowder, who is the sidekick to the biggest edition of Jensen Ackles as Soldier Boy. And my only critique of the first three episodes: not enough daddy. I mean Jensen. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> but uh, what we see of what little we see of him is fascinating in terms of how. He is basically playing that embodiment of toxic masculinity in terms of how uh, how you have a uh, with gunpowder you have the allegations of abuse and it wasn't sexual it was just hazing. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> the commentary of the politics how like these these like good natured social colleges get co opted by corporations like you were talking about in. Uh, in your uh, thoughts on the episodes of how, when they go to like Votland, you have LGBT turkey legs or uh, BLM burgers or a uh, woke walk. Mm. Yeah. I was like, oh, God damn, <laughs> this hits a little too ho- this hits a little too close to home, especially Pride Month and every single company you know 
has put just smacked that rainbow logo on there. Yeah. Except for Bethesda. <laughs> Bethesda, Bethesda, Middle East and Russia. Like, no pride. <laughs> um, <laughs> and China, let's be honest. Um, um, and then when, uh, when they finally uh, get into it, with Butcher taking this, uh, taking this temp V, it reminded me a lot of what worked about, like, the black suit story in Spider-Man. It was like, that story works best when it's an allegory for substance abuse. And I think that's very much the route they're going with Butcher taking temporary V. Mm. And all of that worked so well for me. And how most of the characters on it, they're kind of getting sick of Butcher shit. Like, Frenchie and Kamiko. Once again, it's amazing that Karen Fukuhara can act infin- infinitely times better without saying a single word of dialogue than Jared Leto in a comic film. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then this episode, she had a nice diddle battle. Um, I still think the, the, one of the <laughs> best fights with dildos is everything everywhere all at once. I still think that has the top spot, but this was also very good action scene with dildos as well. I, I would say it was intentional, but the way the production schedule would have worked, there was no way. Mm. Where is that though? <laughs> that we can have now two examples in recent, like, two examples of apart. great dildo fights. Yeah. <laughs> and they're... <laughs> Yeah, but these ones were like glass. Yeah. Everything everywhere, they were like nunchucks. Yeah, the nunchucks, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, which was... And, 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 and speaking of the violence and the brutality, this is... There are things in the first episode that I didn't need to see. Oh, yeah. But there are... It was like basically pointing out that all the Avengers needed to beat Thanos was a strategically placed Ant-Man. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, which is nice how they do play into a lot of like the memes and stuff that's on the internet, and they do <laughs> use them well, which is pretty nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they use them well, and the violence it feels like brutal. It feels it feels like there are real world consequences. It doesn't go the route the comics where it's just violence for violence' sake. Mm. Which is why this show is infinitely better than Garth Dennis's book. Um, and also that it allows uh, all of the soups to actually be characters. Like, Homelander in the books is just this caricature of a psychopath wearing a, a Captain America suit. And here, he is also that, but he has another layer of depth that is brought to it by Anthony Starr's performance. Yeah. And how every single scene that he is involved, it is tense and I am terrified. Especially the second episode where he he gets like two amazing models once after like spoiler uh stormfront commits suicide and the only thing he can say is it's my birthday mm. and just show how deeply narcissistic he is yeah and even that breakdown and meltdown that he has of hey you guys aren't the real heroes i am which i guess we gotta get rid of that drinking game mm. of like take a drink every time he says you know what you guys are the real heroes. Mm-hmm. And just showing how culture has changed, he does that speech where he exposes the real him, and he's rewarded for it. Which, which we have, like, fucking the Tucker Carlson's and fucking, like, Marjorie Taylor Greens of the world, where you can say the most 
insane racist, xenophobic, homophobic shit, and they get removed. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do because I was uh, I was saying with the, discussing the boys last time of like they're do, kind of doing a similar storyline with uh, Mother's Milk's uh, wife, her new husband. Mm. Um, they're kind of doing a similar storyline with that, like the the gamer dude in the last season with Stormfront. Like it seems like they're kind of mm. storyline again. Do you see that kind of going like? Yes, a little bit of that. He he. I mean, he also kind of looks the part, but he is very clearly like all about the soups. Mm, Which yeah. you can see the look of frustration sadness on Mother's Milk. Who this might be Laz Alonzo's best performance as the character in these first four episodes. Oh yeah. I just was who, gonna yeah. even as even as much as he, he was kind of more on the sideline, him and she uh played by Tomer Capone in the first season, the second and third, they get to they get to really shine. Yeah. I, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say that, yeah. Mother's Milk, I think this season is really a season for him to really shine. He's got that. He's got the storyline with his wife going on, and then with the Soldier Boy coming up. Soldier Boy being the person mm. responsible for killing his family, and you see the scene where he's having like a panic attack when Soldier Boy when he mm. sees him on TV, uh, watching like a, co- a commercial of his, and then you know when he actually when they actually find yeah, him. Yeah, like an old appearance on like, basically train. Yeah, you know what I mean? Which I thought was played beautifully, I think, by him, I think. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he's incredible in this show. Uh, Karen, go. she is amazing. Mm. Yeah, but uh, Chill is saying, yeah, MM needs to take that V and turn it up. He is the character that I think is going to be the holdout. He will refuse to do it. Because Butcher... He looks at it like a curse, but I think that is going to develop into like an abuse storm. And for the newest episode, seeing how Huey reacts to that, news, it's it's unsettling. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Uh, Dusk, what were kind of your thoughts on season four? I mean, on uh, I'm sorry, episode four. Sorry about that. Uh, Dusk, maybe. Oh. Uh. Oh. Maybe Dust. Um, yeah, I thought this was another strong episode. Um, there's been some kind of. Uh, it's funny been seeing like there's been some review bombing, I guess, of uh, this season going on uh, because I, I saw like on uh, the boys' Twitter uh, they would look they were pulling up some reviews that somebody uh, did of the. They said that this season is very anti male and everything like that, which I guess it's doing its job. I guess if it's you know striking the chord with a lot of those people that say stuff like that, then. I guess it's doing a pretty good job, um, you know, doing it. Um, it's been like that since day one, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, a lot of the characters. I mean, they, I don't, I don't see how it's any more supposedly anti-male than what they've done the past few seasons, uh, past couple of seasons. I mean, I don't see where that kind of criticism. If anything, I would. If anything, I would have expected this for like a season finale, where they literally do get it done. Yeah, I was kind of. Yeah, that would be the perfect time to do it. Um, but yeah, with this episode, like you said, Karen Fukunara does a great job. Um, you know what I mean? And she has to, she doesn't, her character can't speak. She's mute and she just does sign language. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, kind of talked about that of how she does a great job with just through her face and everything like that, which is tough, uh, to give a, a performance like that. Um, and nice to see her, you know, she's all, uh, oh, uh, Chill says Soldier Boy fans <laughs> protesting. <laughs> Oh, well. um, somebody did say that they would kind of give it a bad review if Soldier Boy didn't show up and actual Soldier Boy didn't actually play. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
if they just play turn my swag on and when he they got to, they got to do that they got to do it at least, the yeah they got to do that maybe at least <laughs> once um but yeah i i thought hey he, hey in this in this world soldier soldier boy is just a fan of soldier boy yeah you know what i mean he's, he's a he's a fanboy. um yeah i mean i, I mean we got that joke if we got that joke in tropic thunder is like a the rapper character that is Al Pacino. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, Tropic Thunder. That's goaded right there. That's like yeah. That's, that's, that's a is, goat movie. Yeah. But back to the boys. Um. Yeah. But yeah, it's it gracing her character. Like you said, this rift going on between Butcher and then the team of how he just like mm. you said, it's very similar how much he treats his team like Homelander treats his team. Um. Mm. You know, and like when you see Homelander with the Dawn of the Seven of you know him just exerting all this control and power over them and not even letting them have a say and it's very very similar to that and i like to see the 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 when they do the kind of back and forth between when they're running things um how did you like in this episode mm-hmm. when they went to russia how do you like the frenchy kind of storyline with little nina and everything like that the frenchy storyline with little nina i think it is i think in this season they're tackling themes of abuse and how victims of that even unintentionally when they escape they often fall into similar cycles of it it was like even uh little nina in the third episode was talking about yeah you you always have somebody holding your collar first it was your father then it was me and now it's butcher and i think uh you could do a lot of interesting things with that especially with uh what you talked about of playing with that like parallel theme of how how both Butcher and Homelander kind of use the same tactics with running their teams and how they are very much just, like, abusive bullies. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then with this, you see Homelander making a big power play in this episode where mm. he takes down Stan Egger. I mean, I wouldn't say take him down, but... The he, biggest power play. You know, he puts him in kind of this place in this episode, a guy that's had control over him his entire life, a guy mm. who he even admits that um, he said he was actually scared of him. A guy with all this power was scared of a guy like Stan Edgar. Um, and the way he does that is uses Victoria Newman, who we got introduced to, um, mm-hmm. who is this character that runs the FBSA, uh, the Federal Bureau of Superhero Affairs, um, who is kind of seems like an AOC type stand-in, uh, I guess potentially. Like yeah, she she was very she is very much an. Yeah, um, so. I had, uh, but I kind of had a question of like why she is so scared of him because can't she just you know blow his head off or can she not? I was kind of well, confused. well, well. There's very clearly a power scale, and she is not certain if she can take Homeland. Even if she is not certain that if if uh, because she mostly is just blown up like normal people or or like um, even other lower level suits, and Homelander is clear strongest suit there ever was besides maybe soldier boy but she doesn't know if she can take him mm. so she can't so even from a distance she couldn't just do her head popping thing well well you saw it in like a that first episode where she confronts like her old friend and she initially tries it and all it does is like create a nosebleed and she has to like blow him up in pieces uh well, in that scene, I thought she was maybe trying to do it, like, subtly, like, trying to, like, maybe, mm-hmm. like, maybe kind of do it without too much pain, I think, maybe, or something. Um, and then when she actually... Does- yeah, but it, yeah, but the telling thing is, even he was curious. Even Homelander was curious. He was like, think you can do it. Go ahead. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I, yeah, I was kind of yeah, I was kind of interested. If, mm. Yeah, maybe you know, maybe she could give it a try or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, she, but yeah, but the whole reason that she turns is so she can get a sample of Compound V, and in one of the most heartbreaking moments of this episode, it uh, she injects her own daughter with it. Mm. Yeah, um, which is which is a scene that is hard to watch, especially when you're uh, of the themes of abuse and how that how that uh, cycle. And that cycle of abuse, and especially in this season, and how hard it was. Mm, yeah. Um, another another thing, kind of too, uh, kind of with that scene, um, and then the Victoria Newman character. Um, do you think she's making it out of this season, or no? I think it's fair game, especially with how this episode. Ends. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about, yeah, the episode in with the, uh, Alex character was his name, who was the childhood friend of, uh, uh, Starlight. I was expecting mm. with that uh, character, uh, I was expecting... Which I, which he was such a great character in the, in the, like, brief appearance that he had. He is like, he is very much of, uh, Starlight when she first appeared on the show, how she was very much this this bright-eyed, optimistic person. And even when he got the news that, hey, the seven are fucked up, you should run. And that really sweet moment in the third episode, like, hey, you had my back when I relapsed, and I'm not going to abandon you now. Mm. And them talking about, like, going to his home. And the second that supersonic popped in that elevator with A-Train, I was like, oh, no! <laughs> Uh, do you think, so, I, cause I had thought that maybe that character was gonna turn on her, cause that's like, any, you can't really mm. be that too much of a decent person in these, in this show, like, there's always gonna be something. It, it's, this is, this is a show very much like, good people are punished for it. Yeah, and he was punished for being a good guy, and for being, sticking by, uh, Starlight, um, as you saw at the end of this episode. Um, it, it was... It was heartbreaking, especially because I, I was I liked that character as his chemistry with Aaron Moriarty. It it's sweet and and platonic in the way that I think uh, uh, it it should have been. Mm. It was like that little moment of why would you agree to this? It's because because you're the only woman I've ever loved. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. Yeah, yeah. Which got a genuine belly laugh out of me. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. That was yeah. That was Samuel and. I, I'm telling you, I mean, he should be getting some Emmy consideration. Anthony Starr, man. I mean, he is one of the best villains. He, he, the fact uh, the fact that he hasn't won yet is a goddamn crime. Yeah, so he's been nominated. He just hasn't won. Yeah, I think he got nominated last year. Okay. That's the, the boys got nominated for Best Drama. Yeah, because yeah, I'm telling you, I mean, he's really, I mean, like, just guys. just. I mean, him and his homeland is just so fucked in the head in every he, way possible. It's just like, <clears> Jesus. It's one of the greatest villains in uh, serialized television. Mm-hmm. I, I'd say it's high up there. I mean, because constantly, mm. like, everything he does from just his manipulation of people, him exerting his power over people, like, the stuff he does, like, with the Deep, stuff he does with A-Train, the way he belittles him, um, you know, uh, you know, just it, it, also the stuff he does even with the new member, you know, uh, Alex, the supersonic guy, 
Um, the way he 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 orders like Mexican lunch or something like that, and he's like, "Well, actually, like taco bowls." <laughs> yeah, it's like just because he's Mexican is like it's actually I don't even speak right. Spanish. Um, yeah, <laughs> which that was a great cringe moment in the uh, the last episode where it, where he did did get announced that Supersonic joined the seven. He said something in Spanish, and and uh, and Supersonic's just like. Mm. Okay, man. Yeah, like he, yeah, that guy also had some good faces because everything he would always say is like, Jesus, this guy is a fucking crazy. You know what I mean? Like it's like, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it's interesting to see where this show is possibly going to end because I know it's not hmm. following the comics very much. It's it's heavily kind of diverted. From oh, that. it it is it is very different from the comics in the best way. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like, I, I think, yeah, Mother's Milk, I think a lot of the other kind of more supporting characters are really stepping up this season, like, I think mm. stuff with Mother's Milk, and then Frenchie kind of getting some more backstory stuff, I think is pretty good, um, and then potentially of what's gonna happen, you know, because it feels like they're back in season one again with the seven of Homelander mm-hmm. being this domineering force again on their lives when they mm-hmm. just thought they were free and then they thought they had a good leash on this guy and then all of a sudden now they're back to the point where they were mm-hmm. are. Um, I don't think I think Maeve is probably not going to make it out this season. I think maybe she's going to try mm-hmm. to fight Homelander um, like she yeah, does. Yeah, yeah, and uh, somebody brought this up because they announced uh, I think today the boys got renewed for a season. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of discourse is concerned that this is going to go the way of something like Supernatural, uh, another uh, originally Eric Kripke show, or The Walking Dead, where it just goes on too long. I'm praying that it doesn't, because I think this is a show more than anything, any of those, that this has an actual endgame in mind. Yeah, like Eric Kripke, I mean, he did come into Supernatural with the endgame, because his story ended he, in season five. He, inten- he, intended it, he intended it to end at yeah, so he had a plan, and then after season five, he left. You know, and then it's the mm-hmm. the, the the studio that kept it going. Um, this, I think, mm-hmm. is same thing. He, you know, he can't. He's going to come into the show with the plan, and I think four or five seasons is good for any show. Typically, like usually, mm-hmm. that's pretty good. That's how you get you get. Yeah, in and four out. four or five, maybe six is like the. Yeah. Um, so yeah, um, I thought yeah, I thought this was yeah another good episode. Um, definitely, wa- definitely wash the ba- bad taste out of my mouth from watching Kenobi uh, episode four. Um, <laughs> I yeah. watched it. I watched. I watched it when I got home after seeing old, and I was like, oh, yeah. my warm blanket." Yeah, uh, and, and even getting into more of the stuff because uh, Huey takes Compound V, and the sheer difference in how Butcher reacts versus him, because it's almost like Huey likes it. He yeah. likes getting that power back. Yeah, you know, and especially like you said, when Homelander confronts him, you know what I mean, and and, and you know, talking down to him in front of Starlight, and you know, just having this power is just, you know, incredibly you know psychotic the way he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and and it, I think it's really telling that both Butcher and Huey they both have powers very similar to the suits they hate the most. Because Huey's powers kind of remind me of A-Trains. Mm. In terms of, I, I don't know if it's like super speed or if it's like teleportation. I think it's, yeah, I think it's teleportation, I think, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting point, yeah. Um, and then it's funny when when they, you know, it's revealed they have the powers. Uh, and then you mm. can see the look of disappointment. Just the look, the look of disgust on 
all on Kimiko, on Frenchie, on MM's faces. It was yeah. it was heart wrenching, especially just like I thought you were better than this kid. Yeah, it's like we expect this from Butcher, but not you. Like Jesus, not you. Come on, man. You know what I mean? And, and just the and just the sheer rage that Kimiko. Just why would you choose to do this to yourself? Yeah. Uh, like she kind of had a kind of a funny moment where she was walking past him and she just kind of looked at him and shook her head like, damn, like, come on, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also kind of a good comedic moment, too, when he used her powers and he was naked and she kind of covered her eyes. Like, that was kind of a good comedic moment, too. Um, I thought. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, a lot of. Yeah, I, I was I, I was like so glad we didn't get a joke of like, oh, so that's why you're dating Starlight. Mm. Yeah, that was. You think that was too predictable? They, they I, was, I feel like if they did, I would have rolled eyes. Mm, okay. Yeah. They. Yeah. They diverted the easy joke there. Um, with that. Um, yeah, but moving on to what the show does well of balancing like good comedic moments with moments of genuine tension. Because the thing they that is in this lab is not this weapon that was supposedly killed Soldier Boy. It is Soldier Boy. Mm. Who is very much winter soldiered up. He's got like long hair. Tell what good on you, Jensen Ackles. Dude yeah. worked out. Yeah. It, I remember he told I was watching a, a TikTok and he was doing like interview, I think it was like entertainment weekly or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how much he had to get in shape for the role and he was like, I had to put on this muscle. And then when I showed up to set, he said Anthony Starr, I think it was, he told him like, Hey dude, why don't you just tell him to put extra muscles in the suit? You know, why did you just tell me to do that <laughs> instead of putting in all this muscle, dude? You know what I mean? He's like, ah. Which, which, I, which, which uh, going back to, to episode three, I love that we see uh, Homelander out of the suit. And he is just kind of like a in-shape dude that's, you know, like fit, but he's also not overly muscular. And just confirming that the Homelander suit is super padded. Yeah. Um, yeah, he almost kind of looked like Hugh Jackman in the first X-Men movie. You know, kind of just like a normal in shape kind of guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. In a way, um, yeah. And and then and then Jensen Ackles who got jacked. Yeah. Which, whew. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's always been me. a very much an in shape guy. Like when he was in, he's always been he's always been fit. But even on Supernatural, there were more chances for Jared Padalecki to go shirt than him. Mm. Yeah. Because I think Padalecki. Like during like the middle of one of the seasons, he was like working out, trying to audition for Thor. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah, he, yeah, he he was in consideration for that. And um, and and then uh, going back to going back to the episode, um, there is like this laser that he fires from his chest in, and Kimiko knocks Frenchie out of the way, and it hits her, mm. and suddenly her powers stop working. Hmm. Yeah, so that's an interesting development with that to see if yeah what happens with Camille. I don't think she's dead, obviously. Which, which, Eric Crippy, I will say this to you once: <laughs> if you kill Kamiko, I will find you. Yeah, yeah. I don't think there's any way that yeah she's possibly dead at all. I don't think there's any. Especially way. because we, especially because we get in the trailers. There's like this. Uh, clearly, they're doing a musical episode, and I feel like one, it would be a waste of Karen Fukuhara to kill her this early. Yeah, um, yeah. Or the musical episode could just be like in her in her mind, maybe like if she's passing away, maybe I don't know. Please don't you don't you dare kill my future ex wife. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, anything else? Any final thoughts on episode four? 
Um, I, I feel like uh, uh, last season when we were talking about and how much it was a giant improvement over the previous three, I think, I think the level of quality has been so consistent and so great in just exploring the dynamics of these characters, especially all the themes that we talked like how how um, how big corporation how they commodify uh, how they commodify a, a righteous causes, especially because we get the uh, Kendall Jenner Pepsi ad parody in this episode. Yeah, with which her. I was, which the joke was a little too on the nose, but I laughed. Yeah, yeah, the way it was done, I thought and, it was humorous. Yeah, yeah, and and even that discussion of because A Train, he's even. Tra- to like have a bit of a redemption arc he's trying to like speak out for uh this one hero that's like over patrolling black neighborhoods and he gets shut down by the deep bitch ass yeah who is just so amazing how you can make a character so pathetic yeah and so despicable i think it's a battle for who's the most pathetic the deep and a train i think it's like (laughs) a battle right now like who's the most sad and pathetic (laughs) to try to to really to suck up to homelander really i think it's yeah Mm, and 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 um, I'll talk about this when I eventually get to talking about something like Barry or Better Call Saul. But there's this concept of bad choice room, where you give a character a chance to do the right thing and they just regret. And I think A Train did that beautifully because there's a moment where you genuinely think that he's gonna like turn a new leaf and try to do the right thing, and then the end of the episode happens. And he rats out Supersonic and Annie. Mm, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, it's always gonna. It's gonna be fun to see where this show goes with this season. Four more episodes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's yeah. Which oh, I'm so glad. I was like a little worried. Better Call Saul aired mid season finale. Moon Knight wrapped up. I was worried that I wasn't gonna have good TV for. And now, and now the boys. And now we'll get to it with a. Uh, Myth, another uh, Marvel show, and Barry ha- have all like filled that void for me. Mm, yeah. All right. That was the boys' episode four. <laughs>